Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake. Do you guys ever like bring it up the power hour or you just like start talking no we just go it's like there's a lot of nuances involved in the show it is very tough to explain them to someone who is not but especially the power <laughs> hour it's like very tough to be like well at this exact moment you do this and then you do that for 50 different things well actually in yeah. this part you kind of do this and then you do this just like just do your thing man you know whoever whoever's filling in did uh did Glassman lead the show yesterday or did you he did he did lead the show yeah oh, i mean i glass and i followed and boy, and boy, did I follow. I think I, at one point I just go, yeah, sorry, I just hijacked this thing, but I got to I gotta go on this for a little bit. Like NBA MVP, I literally like interrupted the show just to be like, I'm going to go on this for a couple minutes. Bear with me. <laughs> like just because it was when Embiid got announced out in the first couple segments. Our pal Tyler Morales is standing by. His microphone has been tested, everybody. And I'm pleased to announce that I think we're going to be good to bring Tyler onto the air. When we do that coming up later this hour, we'll get a little college hoops and a little golf. A little golf with our friend Tyler Morales, and then we'll give you our bets for tonight. Uh, it is my sincere hope and wish that we will get some NBA injury news before we go off the air coming up at 6.54 p.m. Eastern time. But uh, before that, let's continue our conversation about Super Bowl 58. And I thought the way we went to the end of the hour, Ken, last hour, was really interesting because I was saying that I, I like Kansas City in the game. Uh, I, I want my money on Patrick Mahomes. It's just e- going to be easier for me to sleep at night. Uh, if I bet, even if they lose, it's like, okay, well, I, if I lose, I go down with, with Patrick. And like, we bet Tampa in that Super Bowl a couple years ago. The price was also dramatically different. KC was like three and a half in that game. I think uh, this sets up a little differently for me. So right now, I have bet the Chiefs and I like the Chiefs. But I said also that I think Brock Purdy is going to play really well in this game. And I think Brock Purdy is pretty clutch. 
Uh, I think we've seen that the last couple of weeks. I think that if there is a big play to be made that could win the Super Bowl for San Francisco, I feel like Brock Purdy like is more likely to make, not that he'll definitely make it, but that I would feel confident that he'd make it. Compare and contrast with Jimmy Garoppolo, who just would shrink at the biggest moments, most notably in Super Bowl 54 when he overshot Emmanuel Sanders on the play that could have potentially won the Super Bowl for the 49ers. Like, I, I think Purdy makes the plays that Jimmy G doesn't. Just like who gets the ball last almost is what could potentially decide this game. But Ken, I'd like for you to expand a little bit more on it. And if you did it in more detail yesterday, I apologize. But just so like I can hear it. Um, you 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 kind of have this idea that at the end of the game, the Niners are going to get the ball, either tied or trailing. And you think Brock Purdy is going to go down and lead the 49ers to a Lombardi trophy, uh, the sixth in franchise history. Yeah, or just that's that's that was the first pass. You know, look, I, I think anytime you get a Super Bowl, even a day if you don't if you don't bet, you're just you know, you, you play it out in your head the first time, like, all right, what do I think is gonna happen in this game? And you're gonna, you know, whether this is correct or not, you're gonna base it on uh the game you just watched, especially if you did a Sunday night or the games that you've seen the teams play all year. And especially like the the I and I feel like I've used like the identity of the team a bunch for Super Bowl MVP, but I kind of mean that. I mean, last year's Super Bowl, like, you know, the like two insane offenses entering the game uh the chiefs were the number one offense in dvoa going into the postseason last year and the eagles were like number one or number two at everything on both sides so you you put those two offenses in the same game and like is it so and uh the eagles were the best first half and best second quarter team in nfl history and so is it surprising then that you had a lot of offense and you had the eagles build a lead and you had the chiefs come back like, is that surprising? And especially to anybody who followed the Eagles last year, Jonathan Gannon, Ben, but don't break, but like oftentimes give up like a lot of dumb plays like that happened in the second half. Like it's, you know, it's, it, it can play out so many different ways, but in a way it's like, well, it's going to kind of look like how it's looked like it's going to kind of look the same way. And the chiefs just don't play games. Like I feel like a lot of people think this game's going to play out. Like, I don't think this is going to be a big stat game. I definitely don't think it's going to be a big scoring game. Um, now it can get loose at the end. Any game can get into the twenties, just, you know, a couple of touchdowns at the end of the game. But even if it doesn't play out that way for 58 minutes or whatever, like the, the chiefs defense, you know, you side versus side for a second, like the chiefs defense is like remarkable and remarkably better than what the Niners have seen the last two weeks from the lions and from the Packers, like the, the chiefs are going to be able to do things that those teams were not able to do. And keep in mind, the Niners offense was incredibly clunky anyway, playing against those two defenses early in the game. So the idea that they're just going to be like smooth and efficient and excellent throughout seems unreasonable, especially in the second half of the game where the Chiefs defense has been one of the best we've ever seen in the second halves of these games. Um, so it's okay. Like, I, I don't think you get like last year's game. I don't think the Niners can do that. And I think the Chiefs defense is what prevents that from happening, even though the Niners offense is, is pretty prolific. Um, and then on the other side, like, yeah, it's Mahomes. But like that's again, this is where I'm like, do, like, do you watch the games? Like it's it's efficient. And against the Bills, who had a ton of backups. Yeah, there were explosive plays and he was able to hit stuff down the field. But there's been a lot of even last week, like the Miami game, I guess you have the weather. But then you have all season and you go like, it's just not what this is. Like, it's not just constant big play offense every game with weapons everywhere and like insane efficiency. It's actually like really inefficient at times. And they lean on the run a lot sometimes. And, you know, we'll see if like Joe Tooney plays in the game. I think that's going to be a huge deal 
like maybe they do run the ball a lot because Detroit was so successful at doing it and control the clock and just like strangle the game like what they did against Baltimore. So I just, it doesn't have to play out that way. Like you could get in a way you could get the Buffalo game again or more because the weather will be different, obviously, where you just have this back and forth insanity, but neither team on average has kind of played like that. And I I think what the chiefs defense represents for the Niners is like, um, like I think Purdy can do it. Also, like he did it against the Packers and he did it against the Lions. Like, okay, great. Here's Spags, who's like a Hall of Famer now as a coordinator. And like, can you do it against that? And I, uh, that's kind of where I go back and forth. I actually, I feel too confident that the Chiefs will be leading for most of the game and Purdy will have a chance at the end. And I don't, I don't know what happens when that happens. It's just the first time I I think about the game. That's how I see it playing out. So, like, um, as far as like, uh, betting the first half or the second, what whatever. Do you anticipate it being low scoring both, higher scoring in one? Because kind of like listening to you talk about it, and I guess the way like I conceptualize the game, maybe it's a first half under, and I think the game, I think it's going to get loose at the end, and I think both quarterbacks are going to play really well at the end of the game. And I think we might, not that I think the game, like I like the Chiefs in the game. I have no thought, like concrete thought on the total yet. I lean over right now. Um, but I like Kansas City in the game. Do you have any thought on, hey, in the first half, I think it's going to be this. Second half, I think it's going to be this. I would say first half lower scoring, second half higher scoring would be my guess. And I know that kind of runs contrary to what a lot of Chiefs right. games have been. I, I think this one could be a little different with this offense on the other side. Sure. I, and that's, that's what makes it fun. Like there's, I think especially in the Niners case, just their opponents – don't tell you as much I feel like about what this game is going to be like in terms of how they're going to play it they're just it's just like the Lions were a good team and like the Packers got good at the end of the season for it's just this is just like totally different and on the Chiefs side I I do feel like I have a better idea um they they played like the best of the best you know to close the season here basically and the Ravens are the only other team with like a profile as dominant as the 49ers so i think you do have some idea in like a huge game with really quality players I mean, the niners had as big a talent advantage as you can have in these playoff games they got to host the games like it's just there's a difference when you can just feel like you can lean on the opponent and you play at home and you're supposed to win by a billion and what the chiefs have gone through. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like we have a better idea of what the chiefs are going to be like in the game. So to your point, maybe like maybe things flip for people who haven't followed the chiefs, like second half, fourth quarter unders in their games basically haven't lost. It feels very Eagles first half esque, to be honest, from last year, where just the same thing keeps happening over and over and over again. And everyone's like, is it really going to happen again? And then it does. <laughs> it's like, oh, wait a minute. I guess, I guess that was Honestly, it. Honestly, I should probably reevaluate. Candidly, I should probably reevaluate the way I'm thinking about this because there's a lot of evidence that points to maybe like the opposite actually happening as to what I'm saying could happen in this game. It's just, well, it's interesting. You know, the if you if you want to kind of play devil's advocate to this trend, it would be like, all right, well, you know, the Chiefs play the Dolphins and it's negative fifty. Nothing about that game probably applies to this game, even if they were able to suffocate Tua in the Miami offense. Like, really, like, is that what we're using to evaluate this? And then they play the Bills. And to be fair to the Bills, like, they were able to run the ball really well. That game got to 51 and probably should have gotten way through that. You had the fumble from from Michael Hardman. Like, that game was even looser than the final score would indicate. And then you have the Ravens game, and it's like, all right, but that's, like, on the road, hostile crowd. And they clearly went into that game – like, I'm sure they wanted to make Lamar one-dimensional. As we've had analysts point out, the Ravens made Lamar one-dimensional. And, it's like, insane. you can't – like, it's not 
everything everyone has complained about on this show about the Baltimore offense, and it's all justified, and these are former players saying it, they're not wrong, like they're dead right. Just you're like Spags is awesome. I I doubt you can that's the whole point of San Francisco. There is no take that guy away. There is no, well, just make them do this. Like they don't, you know, Shanahan told this great story one time about like he makes his offense run against stacked boxes this is exactly what schlereth was talking about by the way and i was almost going to interrupt but i why would i interrupt him he's awesome just like shanahan says this he literally goes like i want my team to practice running against like eight man boxes and nine man boxes and these huge defensive fronts because the defense isn't going to tell us that we can't do that if i want to do that they have to learn like we have to learn how to do it anyway which is exactly what schlereth was talking about with like the ravens and how they didn't do that and like shanahan does that so just my point would just be like there isn't there isn't some oh they'll just do that or and even it's so simplistic on the other oh just take away travis kelsey like oh they'll just take away this guy yeah i'm sure the chiefs have never thought of that i'm sure every other opponent hasn't tried to do the same thing especially this season with them being so limited so um it's just that the Niners will definitely present like a new challenge because like the Chiefs have had kind of like the magic touch on defense, everything, just whatever they do. It's like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I get why they did that. I don't know what that is in this game and definitely kind of brings more of a, a mystery angle into it for sure. How, how great is football? Well, just and how great is this game? Like I people rag on the game because it's not new. And maybe people wanted Detroit. Everybody I wanted, wanted the Ravens. Not I even wanted better, Detroit. But, I wanted Detroit. Right. I will just go on record. Detroit's saying a better that I story. Detroit. Baltimore's new and they're not Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Like I totally understand that. I, in a way, like the thing that makes this game so interesting is like that. I don't want to bet on it. Like with a ton of confidence of who I think is going to win. And every other matchup, I would have been like, it's this team. And I'm like going to the bank on it. Like I just, you know, like that very confident. And it's like, we got the two that fit together the best where I don't know what's going to happen. So from a viewership standpoint, like me thinking, like I can't wait for the game because I really don't know what's going to happen. Like I have no idea who's going to win. And maybe that sounds silly because Mahomes is on one team, but like this is the only matchup where I'd be that excited. Like, I, you know, Chiefs play the Lions, like how many days until the Chiefs win? And if the Ravens play the Niners in a rematch, honestly, like I think the Niners would have won. And I could have been wrong. Purdy got picked a bunch of times, but like I, I would have had a really confident opinion. And this is the one where you. it's like, I, this is the one where it's like ah like kind of like best on best a little bit in terms of how the conferences have played out this year and you know, i really don't know what happens in that situation water gun to your head pick the winner uh i'll pick the chiefs right now just because of something everyone's brought up honestly the not unique to our show and i said it a lot yesterday just like the niners defense can it can it be better uh does it have to be better can the chiefs offense you know, we haven't seen the penalties and we haven't seen the drops at all in the playoff games, but like that doesn't mean they're gone and that doesn't mean they're not. It's still MVS. It's still Justin Watson. It's still Clyde Edwards Alaire. It's still some of these ancillary players where you're like, yeah, like this is, this can still happen. Jawan Taylor is still the right tackle. You know, like it's all these things can come back at some point, especially against like the best of the best kind of competition. So, like, it, you know, the, the, the way the Chiefs lose is probably just like the things that haven't happened yet start happening again. And, you know, that's not Mahomes' fault, and he's got nothing to do with it. Hasn't happened yet in the playoffs. It's one of the reasons why they've been so good. I asked you this question. I'll give you some prop thoughts on the other side. Um, sure. I asked you this off air. Look, man, you make a, a really strong case for the under in the game, right? Not that it's 
a lock or anything close to it. No. But you make a strong case for the under, right? Supported by a lot of stuff. I'm telling you that, like, I kind of think this is good. I could be right. We'll see. Um, if you tease the Chiefs up to plus eight and under 53 and a half, uh, how do you think that bet loses? Well, it loses because the scoring gets loose late in the game, right? Like, I mean, it's these are as much as like I think the game might be clunky the first time I think about it. It doesn't have to be the other the other clunky angle here. And Eric alluded to it, too. Kicker props over. Totally agree with that. Reed and Shanahan in a game like this. And like, I know Mahomes talked him into going forward on fourth down against the Niners last time. But like the fact that it took him talking into it, talking him into it tells you maybe kind of the demeanor of both coaches coming into the game. So I think that that can also lead to an under. The Harry Butker overs I might be down with. I don't I don't know about Mad-Eye Moody in the Super Bowl. No? <laughs> coming up next, some prop thoughts on the Niners and the Chiefs, and we'll welcome our pal Tyler Morales to the show. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network.